Can I just say, I don't want to do any small talk tonight because I need to just start talking about this movie. We're getting down to business. And yeah. That's- yeah. This is what we're doing. We are talking about Killer Sofa. Finally. Because it's been a long time coming. Yeah. This is a Hey, Let's Watch It. I'm Lisa. I'm Dawn. And we need to Fucking do it a, right man. now. Oh, my God. We just watched it. This might be one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. <laughs> As we were watching it, we're like, no, wait a minute. This is horrible. But then we're also at that point of, wait a minute. We, we got very invested. Actually. I have a lot of issues with the storyline itself. You know, like it's a confusing plot. But there's also so many things about it that are just, just amazing. Everyone should watch this movie. Everyone Definitely. should go and watch this movie. I can't believe, like, I I can't believe how entertaining it was. It was so fun. It was, honestly, yeah, I'd have to recommend it. I think as insane as it was, it was very fun to watch. I, I, I liked it a lot. (laughs) Yes, I had a great time with this movie again. And we will get into the issues that we have with the story. But as an overall concept and the execution of it and just the general what the fuck-ness of it. Right. 10. 10 out of 10 across the board. I think honestly, like you said, like the execution of it. Again, you get to the end and you're like, it actually makes you think, which we didn't think was possible. No, no. And actually, I'm... I'm intimidated to even try to explain what happened in this movie because I I don't think I know what happened. I don't either. I don't think I'm clear on exactly how how this all went down. I mean, there was a portion where you even said, how is this relevant? Which we should have probably been paying attention because I think that was relevant. Yes, it was relevant. but and, And I do know now why it was relevant. But at the time, it was like, what is happening? Oh, man. Let's just... Let's just get Let's in. set the scene. Yeah. Yeah. So the opening scene, uh, there's some sort of voodoo process happening. There are some framed pictures of a woman and some guy dripping blood on them, which is always a healthy sign of a relationship. Yeah. He like slit his palms and he's saying some type of right, ritualistic. He's muttering, yeah. murmuring. I, I didn't like it. I felt very uncomfortable. And then the next thing we know, this guy's on a table and some other guy has an electric buzzsaw and just starts sawing off his legs. Mm-hmm. And this scene did not make sense until I would say about 75% through the movie. Right. I even said to you at one point, we need to go back and rewatch the first scene, which we didn't end up doing because by the end of the movie, I understood it. Mm-hmm. But to that point, I was like, I don't know what happened because we were trying to figure out who the fuck friend for, for na- what was his name? <laughs> Frederico. Frederico. I was like, Fernando. Fernando. Listen, she's Francesca. Francesca, Fernando, for for Flifle. The names were fun in this one. But yeah, the guy who cut off Frederico's legs, they made sure to make him not recognizable. So you thought right off the bat, like, okay, what is this guy? Like, who is this guy going to be later? Yeah, right. And, And we don't, we never see him until... Inspector Gravy is interrogating him. So anyway, let's not get ahead of ourselves. No. So uh, the next thing we see, it's a scene of our main protagonist, uh, Francesca. She's dancing and the band is playing. And it's just kind of like a, is it an audition? or like, I well, don't know, because it seemed like 
it looked like a dream sequence in a way because of the wherever they were, it was dark and, except for yes. like the spotlight on her. Right. And then they'd pan to the band once in a while. So I was I didn't know what was happening. No, and there's a creepy guy watching her dance, and we were yes. like, what is up with this dude? And he had this look on his face that was like weirdly concerned. Yeah. Like he looks sad, but also terrified, but it was the wrong expression for the moment. It wasn't you know, if good. You were, if you were just watching somebody dance, this is not the expression you would have on your face unless they were writhing in visible pain. Right. So if it, they were like Samara from The Ring coming oh, out of the stop. television. Oh, stop. Why? Why do we need to? That's the look you give, right? <laughs> Come on. I would be giving a much different look. I would be giving the like pissing my pants look. I don't think he was quite there. All right. Yeah. So anyway. Close enough. Yeah. But yeah, so that's happening. Yes. And then this is when we meet Inspector Gravy and his partner, Inspector Grape. Grape. I think, right? Did, it is great. Okay. It's definitely great. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I don't even need to really say anything about Inspector Grape and Inspector Gravy. I mean, I will, but I, I feel like I don't have to. So they come in and say, hey, we want to talk to you about a murder. We're from homicides. And I guess that's what they say in New Zealand. They say homicides. Plural. Yeah, because I guess there's... The homicides more than one department. The, yeah. So they tell her that they found Frederico, right? Frederico, I'm yeah. getting confused in my brain. Frederico's legs. Limbs, yeah. Like, yeah. Disembodied legs and presume that he's dead. They have not found his entire body, which is important later. <laughs> His legs look like they were consumed by Swedlow Swamp. Yes, they were blue and moldy and not pres- not preserved by a swamp. <laughs> so the cops are trying to get a feel for if Francesca has any involvement. She's giving them the story about, oh, well, you know, men are just really obsessed with me all the time. It's super weird. Right, I attract weirdos, yeah. this whole thing. And, and it's just like... You know, you and every other woman in the world. Seriously. Get over yourself. <laughs> like, I'm glad that's your calling card. It's literally 95% of the female population. Yeah, exactly. But then she, like, says, I have to get going. I'm getting furniture delivered. And Detective... I was about I to call him Detective, Detective Popcorn. Popcorn. <laughs> Inspector Gravy, which I also then want to say Inspector Gadget every fucking time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not helping. <laughs> Classic. He seems very intrigued because he's like, what kind of furniture? Right? Like, as though that's relevant. And then she says a recliner. And I go, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can we just backtrack really quick? Yeah. The people who got the recliner out of the yes. storage unit. Who are they? Who are the one guy delivered it? He works for a delivery service. But why were they taking a recliner from a dead guy's house and selling it? No, I don't know why they were there in the first place. Right. But then they saw the note on the on the sofa. I'm calling it a sofa because that's the name of the movie. Yeah, but, but it's not. It's a recliner. It's a recliner. A note that says, you know, delivered to Francesca. No other information. So how did that well, guy know to he, deliver? It said address on back. Oh. But the problem with I have with that is that he then delivers it or tries to deliver it to the antique store where Maxine's grandfather works. And right. he's like, oh, no, sorry. This is to the wrong address. But then he somehow gets the right address because the recliner does end up at Francesca's apartment. And we don't know how that happens. Right. Right. And then 
Wait, I'm not ready to leave this whole scenario of why they were moving the recliner in the first place. Yeah, I was very, I don't, we don't know who they are. We don't have names. No, we, we have no context for that situation. And, and why would they? A lot of the beginning of the movie was a no context, no context situation. Because on top of Federico getting his legs chopped off and you see, you saw the sofa in the background chained up. Right. Like some kind of beast, some kind of wild animal. (laughs) It was an odd situation. And then again, these three people, a guy and two girls, they go to, I assume it was a lair of some sort, but it looked like a storage unit. It looked like a storage unit, but I think it was a garage. Okay. Because it was the place that Federico was doing his voodoo shit. I think so. But yeah, because it had the skull. The, right. And she touched the skull. And, and I was the like, red Why light. She yeah. turned the light on and it was that red ambiance right. light. And it's like they were looking for the sofa because they're well, like, yes. she said she was like, there it is. Or Right. Yeah, there it, it is. So then like, how did, who gave them the instructions to go get the sofa? And oh, why... why would they do this anyway? This is like a dead man's possessions. Was it in his will? We don't know. We're never told. We don't ever get closure on that. So we're just going to have to. He seemed too young for a will. Yeah, well, I don't know. It depends. Like some, some people. It may, that's making me think now. Like, do we need one? people get wills. I mean. Like right now? One of my friends was talking about this because she just had a baby recently. And so she was thinking. That's. You know, providing for the child. Right. And, you know. But you or I. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think it's it's not common but i don't think it's that unusual for a young person to have a will okay but it probably doesn't depend on what kind of a person you are if you're like a planner and also i guess because he also was like into the voodoo stuff so he had like a very um addictive personality well here's the thing i think he wanted some i mean he obviously wanted francesca to have this recliner so so he knows that the spirit went into the recliner I think that was his intention. Well, no, but the spirit didn't go into the recliner. He went into the recliner. <laughs> we will, Sorry, guys. It's going to be a long we episode. We will get to this later because, damn, that reveals. So the recliner is delivered through whatever means to Francesca. Her live-in gay boyfriend brings it upstairs, sets it up in the room. He folds it in a way that I didn't think a recliner could fold going upstairs. No, it actually, it looked like a very small recliner, to be honest. Like, scale-wise, especially when the grandfather was looking at it, it looked like he could crush it into kindling if he tried to sit on it. You know, it was definitely for, like, a smaller person. But, yeah, he, like, folded it up. He folded it up like those tri-cot, the, the tri-cushion yeah. like cots that like you yeah, had you fold you one young. side yeah. up and then the other That's side. That's exactly how it folded up. Yeah. So he brings it into the living room, gets it set up, and then he's like, I'm going to go out with my friends, blur. And then she's all like, I'm scared because um, my ex-boyfriend who was a total stalker is dead now and I'm obviously in danger. So she calls Maxine to come over. They hang out. But then Maxine leaves and now she's alone in the apartment. With the killer sofa. And then we get one of the greatest, most disturbing (laughs) scenes I've ever seen in my entire life. Given what we've explained so far, this was the start of the odd, really unsettling scenes 
We were screaming. I couldn't believe what my eyeballs were seeing. I didn't think it was possible. No. So we should preface it by saying it did turn out to be a dream sequence, but it's still a weird thing to dream about regardless. Uh, Yeah. So Francesca decides to sit in the recliner and she doesn't just sit in the recliner. She massages the armrest she reclines. She's giving him a lap dance. Essentially. And this is when I turned to you and said, does the chair have a tongue? Because it's definitely like up her butt right now because she's writhing on this chair like it is pleasuring her in some way, shape, she or form. She was fingering the the, cl- the clip to yes, the, let the recliner go up. The release. The release clip. I yeah. was like, um, she made it s- pretty seductive. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at it right now because it's on the... um, Oh, you're right. Yeah, that is the scene. Yes. You even said you're like, who sits like that? Yeah. Who would sit in a chair? (laughs) We'll post pictures of... I'll post pictures of this. You'll see it. But um, was that a sneeze? No. It was a cough. It's okay. You don't have to bless me. (laughs) Listen, it's the least I could do. But yeah, it was it was very un- it was uncomfortable she to was watch. All up on this chair, it was wild, and which he- makes me think: was he suffocating because her back is to his? I, does he mouth. have a mouth? Really? Okay. Well, we know he breathes because later he blows out matches. But <laughs> I don't know. Men like it when you sit on their faces, or that's what I've heard. That's true. So maybe it was kind of like that. I guess, yeah. And you know, but when- at the time, we weren't going to know really any reaction. Any reactionary point, because as the movie goes on, he does get more verbal. <laughs> yes. Humanish? I don't know. But in the beginning, we don't really know his capabilities. So at this point, I think he's being suffocated. Okay, potentially. But it was it was a pleasurable experience for both of them, it yeah. seems. Because the next morning, she wakes up and... <laughs> We were screaming. (laughs) Like, honestly, you have to watch this movie. I'm sorry. Everyone has to go watch this movie immediately because you it has to be seen to be believed. So she wakes up the next morning. There's a trail of candles lit on the floor, which we will talk about candle etiquette later because this is a big theme of Mm -hmm. the movie. So candles lit and it leads right up to the recliner. And then on each arm, he's got a little plate Cookies. One has cookies and one has chocolates. And we're just meant to assume that he spent all night slaving over a hot stove making these cookies and light and lighting candles. Lighting candles, yeah. Um very romantic. Quick backtrack for you because we watched it. (laughs) There were oleanders on the plates. Yes. Yes. No, you're correct. Yeah. And I I clocked that later. I was gonna say, I'm just realizing that now, but anyway. But yeah. Yeah, because I commented on the time. I'm like, when did you have time to get this flower, too? Right. You picked this really lovely flower. Now, this was this was the best part. TJ gets home. She assumes that he's the one that baked for her and set this all up. And I love how she goes, I, I didn't make anything for you. Cereal? And he's like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So he gets all changed, I guess, showered, changed, whatever the hell. And he goes and grabs a cookie off the plate. <laughs> and right then and there, you and I were like, oh, he's not going to like that. Oh, he's eating those cookies. <laughs> Clearly, they were delicious. Because the look that TJ was giving was like he was having an orgasm. <laughs> and eyes closed, you know. The chew- really enjoying very, this yeah, cookie. Yeah, it was very, very sensual. 
And then he goes to grab another one. And the recliner swivels swivels out of the way so he cannot take don't you touch one. my fucking cookies man i didn't Those make them for you are for francesca they are not for you <laughs> seriously we i could this is gonna be a long episode we also didn't mention how when the sofa sees francesca in the morning his little his little foot oh yeah comes up yeah just pops right up there you know. it's his sofa boner listen when a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist around thinking your face you get sprung sprung eh? oh springs springs are gonna come into play later oh god i'd like to say that our lovely three-part valentine series that we're doing are all dealing with boners of some sort i mean as it should be <laughs> if you're not dealing with a boner for valentine's day what's the point there is none exactly which is why we're doing this Instead of dealing with actual boners. (laughs) I know. It's kind of sad. Womp womp. I just need. And I actually said this to you during this scene. I was like, when has a man ever treated you as nice as As this? this? As this recliner with the fucking breakfast on our No one's baked me cookies before. (laughs) Or lit candles for me. Right. I'm Um, always the candle lighter. God, a girl can dream. Gotta get you a sofa. That's what we gotta Listen, do. Listen, I have a recliner and I'm terrified now, so. Yeah, just... I'm, I'm sitting in an armchair currently, but I feel like it's safe. Yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't have any mechanisms no, of any kind. No, anything that could resemble a penis or anything, so. A chair penis, I don't know. <laughs> this whole chair movie penis. was fucking weird. Uh, I don't remember what happens after this. What comes next? Hold on, let me look at my notes. I don't know how thorough they are. I honestly, they're literally I barely, random words. At I some barely point. took any notes because I was so engrossed. I could not look away. Oh, I also said I thought TJ really quickly looked like Post Malone. <laughs> like his facial expressions when he was bringing the, the chair recliner in. up. Yeah. Like he had, we- yeah, I don't know. He just gave me that vibe. Um. Oh, okay. So, okay, I remember it now. So, I think the next thing that happens is that TJ gets attacked. He's at the oven. He's like making yes. a pizza <laughs> in the oven, and um, we can kind of hear some like rustles and whatever behind him. And he keeps looking. It's over the his most shoulder. perfect sound. Of- yes, it's exactly what you would think. The yep. sound of a recliner moving sentiently across a room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is when we learn that springs are going to be a big deal because we also don't know if that's the dick of the recliner or okay just no but see now that i'm looking back at this it's also his hands it's mm. no but look listen listen Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. knowing what we know now about the end of the movie Mm -hmm. and the fact that like there's a person in this chair what the fuck is up with the springs like how is he controlling them how is that part of his it's so fucking confusing. He was okay. a legit corpse for two weeks. With a shredded face of Gabriel malignant face. There were a lot of crossovers from that, too. Guys, oh, this movie. So, anyway, TJ gets sprung. Head <laughs> <laughs> <Get> sprung. <laughs> don't, don't make me start singing. Um... In the leg. In the shin. Like, in the in the Yeah, calf. the calf. Yes, the, the fleshy calf. And but he's screaming as if he literally got murdered, but yeah. he really didn't. It was no. a, it's his a flesh wound. <laughs> yes, and he calls 
Francesca, who is down with Inspector Gravy and Inspector Grape going over the list of names or whatever they were doing. But But they were talking. What? Does she have chronic gastroenteritis? (laughs) Right, because they found voodoo dolls with her face on them. And (laughs) distinct bodily function and like illnesses written on the voodoo Super doll. Super specific. And the main one <laughs> was chronic gastroenteritis. Yeah. Ouch. I mean, rough. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. So, and also the voodoo dolls didn't seem to be working because she reported no health problems. So. Right. Like, I'm surprised I didn't ask good. her though specifically. Like, do you have any gut issues? I thought she was going to say that because they did right. ask her vaguely as though they were trying to confirm it. And then she was just like, no. I'm well, totally the grandpa dying. started having. Well, because he was. <sighs> Grandpa touched the sofa. He's like semi possessed. I don't. I don't even really have time to get into that right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's just too much. So, TJ calls Francesca. Francesca. Sorry, I heard noises behind me. I thought it was a recliner. <laughs> no, it's just the cats. Okay. So, calls Francesca, and then they come to rescue him. He manages somehow to crawl into the bathroom, into the bathtub, and he is. He's got a tourniquet around his leg to Which save it. Which is a bungee it. cord. Yeah, like, how did he do this? And also, if the sofa really wanted to kill him, he could have just done it right then. Yeah. You know, like, he probably had the time and the opportunity. He definitely had the time. Yeah. Unless he didn't, because maybe TJ called her, like, immediately. But he obviously didn't call her until he got into the bathtub. Oh, no. And mm-hmm. they, when they got there, he was in the bathtub. But he, they could have found him dead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Regardless, uh, TJ is hanging in there, but yeah, he's not he doing up, so great. No, and he ends up staying with his mom. He goes back home to stay with his mom, yeah. which is the house down the street. Right. Three doors down. Three doors down, not the band. And his room is exactly like her room, so. Same set, Hello probably. Set. <laughs> and he's hopped up on pain pills, so he starts calling for his mom. And she's doing meditation she's, yeah, with she's got headphones, headphones on. Can't hear a thing. And he gets up on not your normal crutches and starts. Get can you? Can I? Can I'm I help at you? a loss. No, I'm just at a loss at how the scene goes, though. Yeah. So I remember. Okay. He's like hanging out in his room, and there's a tap on the window. Oh my god, it's a spring. spring. It's a fucking spring. So he goes over to look out the window, and the fucking killer sofa is down on the sidewalk looking up at him like, yeah, you're next. And he was like, oh my god. And How long is the spring for it to Exactly, because the next thing we know, he's trying to close the window, but he can't because there are now two springs coming through the window. One gets him in the fucking foot. And we don't see what happens after that, but we can assume because his mom vacuums up his brains later. That was uncalled for. It really was. It was gross. Like, she starts to vacuum. She knocks on his door, right? Yeah, yeah. And and then- Opens it, but doesn't look inside and kind of, like, puts the vacuum part, like, in there, but the, the tank- The canister still, The canister's still, still in the, the out, like, in the hallway. And she turns around because she hears something being sucked up. <laughs> it's his brain matter. Oh, like, chunky. Again, did not think that- a vacuum could really do And there was that. an eyeball. It was, it must be a really nice vacuum. Well, not right, anymore. Like, right. But <laughs> it is like, ruined now. You throw that out. If it's got that power, I would like that vacuum. Thank yeah, you very it's much. It's got incredible suction. So TJ is 
dead. Mm-hmm. So our next victim, I believe, is Creepy Ralph. Yeah. Or should we or should we break here to talk about Grandpa? Grandpa Rabbi. Yeah, we can. I mean it it does give more of a backstory it's intertwined but i on this is the part that was confusing because if it was just the killer sofa going around killing people that would have been a different movie but what we're doing here is we're introducing folklore i guess and the occult so which i kind of appreciated it, it made the movie more it gave it more substance yeah but i don't know that it was executed to the best ability right i feel like it had satire like satire vibes but at the same time tried to be serious it tried to look serious but then grandpa the rabbi is he's watching like a youtube video basically of this guy explaining everything so like you're seeing his website and just that whole vibe gave me like satire vibes like it's a joke. Like, it's a total joke. Right. Like, like he's watching something that's... How-to occult stuff. Right. Right. So so it's important, we mentioned this before, that Grandpa Rabbi Tut... That's not his name, but that's just what we're calling him. He touched Killer Sofa earlier in the movie, and then he starts experiencing visions and weird biological symptoms, shortness of breath, chest pains... Uh, he's like constantly popping aspirins. So something is obviously wrong with Grandpa Rabbi and he's looking into it. And apparently he's learning about this type of demonic soul eating spirit. And he figures out pretty quickly that it's associated with the sofa. But for whatever reason, can't remember that his granddaughter's best friend's name is Francesca. So he's like running all over town trying to find who is the Francesca that this recliner was delivered to. Right. It and takes he, him like half the movie to realize that he already knows who it was delivered to. Correct. But also he has these weird dream vision things. Yes. Revolved around these two women in a forest, which I quickly was like, oh, this looks familiar. It looks like when Sookie goes to Fairyville. Oh my God, Fairyville. <laughs> <laughs> I know, <laughs> but that's what it looks like. Oh, no. Um, they were not fairies. <laughs> they weren't fairies. Sookie was a fairy. Anyway. Ugh, spoiler alert. <laughs> sorry. Sookie's in Fairyville. Anyway, <laughs> that's what it looked like. But it was, these, it was these two women. One, she's running. She's running from who knows. She ends up getting a knife. And yeah, like, she runs into the other woman in the forest who has like a, a basket of, of stuff, stuff. With, so including she, a knife. Right. So she pulls the knife out and then slits her own throat. Right. And this woman witnesses it. Yes. And that becomes part of the relevant. Folklore. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes relevant later. But at the time, you're like, what are we watching? And that's when I said to you, I was like, why is this relevant? Like, what are we doing right, right now? And Grandpa Rabbi is dating this woman who reminds me of... Not only Miss Cleo, because she was doing kind of like... She had an American accent. She did. She was the only person in this movie who had an American accent. And she was doing her own kind of witchcraft stuff when we first meet her. Yes, she's got a vibe about her. Yeah. She also gave us a line that was very close to Whoopi in Ghost. 
that whole like you're in danger girl because he goes she literally says like oh you're fr- uh yeah your friend francesca your friend yeah. francesca she's in danger yeah like where is she she's in- i'm like okay I-, I see what you're doing yeah so that whole subplot is going on and which we thought we didn't really need to pay attention to. At no, first. no, yeah, and it's a little bit boring. And also, I think maybe the actor who played Grandpa Rabbi was not the best. He, yeah, he felt like a B C level actor. He kind of reminded me of like a live action Geppetto from Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we were confused because he does look like he's about seventy years old, but he calls his dad at one point. <laughs> dad is still alive because the way he was talking about his dad earlier yes, on it sounded like it was a legacy like my dad had the gift now i have the right gift. And he kept looking at a framed picture of him as if he passed away right yeah and also he looks like he's about 70 so yeah that was confusing but also very funny so anyway back to the murder victims so we have ralph who is Maxine's cousin, which is kind of crazy. Who's the guy with, that was fawning over Francesca when she was Yes, dancing. the guy with the weirdly concerned expression in the opening scene. <laughs> and honestly, that didn't change. Like, first of all, I couldn't get over his hair. It was very fluffy and like... Like a bouffant. Yeah, it <laughs> was kind of out of control. And then his face was just never making the right expression at any given time. No. It was disconcerting. He made things... And I want to say I've met people like that. Yeah. Where they just... They can't... The social cues are not good. And their facial expressions just never match what they're trying to express. Yeah. And it's so uncomfortable. Because you don't know how to maneuver it at all. Right. And she doesn't, and you could tell. And she's been blowing him off for God only knows how long. Um, It must be a long time, because we find out later that he's literally been recording her apartment for, like, months. So when he months. went in, when he went into her apartment, yeah. he was just changing batteries and shit? That, that makes more sense okay. now. Okay. Yeah. Because he does. He does go into the apartment and is putting... We thought he was putting cameras in, but it does seem like he's replacing batteries or maybe adding different angles. I don't know, but he when they when detective fuck, I was gonna call him Detective Popcorn too. When it's <laughs> Inspector Gravy goes in and looks at all the files, there's like months and like multiple days right. of files. So he's been doing this for a long time. Also, he has his own face as his desktop wallpaper. Yeah, that is a huge red flag, ladies. Huge red flag. Yeah, he loves run. himself. Fucking run. And the best part is as he's changing batteries and everything, this recliner, the facial expressions on the <laughs> recliner. Yes. We are finding screenshots. We will post this as well. Oh, my God. He gives a look of like, the fuck? Yes. It is the best. Twice. It is the best to fuck look I've ever seen on an oh inanimate object. Oh, my God. I mean. So amazing. I don't think people could give that look as well no. as this fucking so recliner did. So good. We were. I. Okay, Dawn's usually the one to cry during, um, you know, <laughs> movies, TV shows, whatever. I was, like, sobbing during this movie because I was laughing so hard. And that was definitely one of the scenes where I just could not, I could not keep it together. So it, this gets better, too. Oh, like, it does. It got to a point where we were just literally howling because... And I'll tell you why. Because the next thing that happens after he finishes his little foray around the living room, replacing his batteries and whatnot, he goes into the bedroom... <laughs> And picks out a nice bra and a sun hat that 
presumably Francesca has worn. He sniffs them. He sniffs them. He arranges them on, on the, the bed. bed. In no particular way. Like, in no particular sexy way, but it's apparently sexy to him. Right. Like, the bra or bikini top, whatever. It was orangish. He puts first. And then under that is the Below hat. it, he puts the hat. And it's the hat was, like slouched in the middle of the top so it was like it was suggestive like it sunk in yes and very suggestive suggestive that that's where you would uh search the penis then predicted yes so then he gets under the blankets thank god we did not have to see this from above this was wild i've never seen anything like this i i keep saying saying like you have to watch this movie but you if you're not going to watch the whole thing you have to watch the scene with her in the recliner when she's like basically having an orgasm and you have to watch this scene of creepy ralph having sex with her son hat hat. under a blanket and we're not it was not subtle at all no there was grunting and thrusting and the movement of it i oh my god i don't know how anybody on that set kept a straight face i mean how could you film that i mean luckily he was under a blanket though like you said he was above the there was no way anybody was keeping a straight face oh my and i i could only imagine what his face would look like yeah i i'm glad we didn't have to see it i'm really yeah i'm really glad that that's all we had to see of that moment. Right. So as that's going on, um, the recliner <laughs> happening. The recliner is in an upright position and he comes through the doorway <laughs> and he you get his look, like his, you know, view of the room. And he eyes an iron. Now, we just watched fucking Valentine, and I don't understand what the deal is with irons being left out. There was a weird level of parallels between that scene and this scene. Right? Like, kind of kind of eerie. The same idea. Because yeah. I was even like, oh my god, it's Gary from Valentine. And it's just, it was wild. So, obviously, they really zone in on the iron. And I don't know how, again, a recliner has arms to do this. But he ends springs. up... Springs. Yeah. He ends up taking the iron by the wire. Yeah. And flinging, and again, I don't think one fling was going to do it. No, yeah. They made it seem like we don't get to see the actual murder. We're under the bed for the murder. Yes. Um, we're just like randomly under the bed, and then we see the iron like fall to the side Mm -hmm. as though, and then the movement stops. The oh, and Ralph does reach his climax, we know, because he like yells out Francesca's name as it's happening. So there's definitely jizz in her hat, and we never see her like come upon any of this and be like, Why the fuck is my hat? I think that would have covered in jizz. So hilarious. Like, we're trying to be serious here, and I think that would have just made it that's true. More of a joke if she just like flipped back the covers and was like, Oh, why is this wet? Although, I really don't think she sleeps in her apartment after that initial night. With the chair sex. Right. And she was staying with Maxie at this point. Right. Because she then tells Maxie, while all this is going on, I'm worried about the recliner. Yeah. Can Can you you check check on the recliner? On the recliner, which is a totally normal thing to ask somebody to do. Also, yeah. (laughs) And at this point of the movie, though, we don't really know a lot of the stuff we know later. So... I'm confused, which we said that a lot, a lot, why she was so concerned for the recliner at 
that point, prior to being inhabited by something ancestors, <laughs> someone. Oh my god, it's so fucking. I mean, she had had direct contact with the chair by that point, so you had suggested that she could be something was partially yeah. possessed or at least fixated on mm-hmm. the recliner for whatever reason. She's really concerned about this recliner, and she sends her friend to go check on it, even though she knows it's been murdering people. So she goes. And when she gets there, the recliner is disposing of the body. <laughs> this was phenomenal. By pushing it off the roof. With his recliner with, part. Yeah, with, <laughs> with, with his the, dick. With, <laughs> with a chair erection. With his peen. <laughs> the, the scene is filmed brilliantly, actually. because It was. It, it, every time it cuts away and it cuts back, the body's in a different position and the chair is in a different position to push it over the edge. Which I think makes it more believable. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because if we saw it happen, there's We'd no way. We'd be like, oh, that's so fake. But given... I gotta give it to them. I mean, cinematography was yeah, pretty Yeah, the good. cinematography was great. And so she watches the chair push... Ralph's Ralph body off the roof. Death, death. Yeah, to his yeah. second death. And then she steps on a clothespin. And because the chair has ears, I guess, it's like the hills have eyes. Those chairs have right, ears. Right, but the, the clothespin, like, I mean, of any noises, that's the most discreet. It was so subtle. It was like, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if my mic will pick that up. And the fucking chair swivels. Whoa! I mean, he, like, he th- it was the fastest Listen, Turn. this is the fastest chair. This is not a lazy boy. This is a mar- Even though, look, this they, is, this they is they a marathon. Him I as- know, but this is a marathon boy. This boy trains. <laughs> he goes on treadmills. He's he the fastest jogs, chair I've ever seen. Loves life. a morning jog. So he was on it. Every he time he needed to be somewhere, he was there. Downstairs. He was there. To, oh no, they were on the same level, right? From what? She. He was, he the chair it was on the balcony disposing they. of the body. He's gender neutral pronouns. Sure. At this point, anyway. Disposing of Ralph. Oh, yeah. They were on the same level. She was right. like in the living room. He was out on the But he porch. got to her so yes. fast. And she runs into the bathroom and locks herself in. Thank God the bathroom has a deadbolt. I wrote that on my... And I said, you know what? What bathroom has a deadbolt? But at this point in time... This is when you want it. Can I tell you my bathroom... I don't even have a doorknob on my bathroom. Wow. There's a lot of my bathroom that's incomplete for years. Okay. Like, I don't have knobs on any of my cabinets. I mean, I have to say, I don't often close my bathroom door when I'm... Neither do I. I mean, because I live alone, so I... Same. I never, it's actually kind of weird to me when I go other places and I'm like, oh, I have to close this door when I A lot of the time (laughs) I don't. Like if it's, if I'm at my friend's house and they're downstairs and I know nobody's upstairs, I just leave it on a crack. Like I, I don't care. But the fact that I don't have a knob at all. So like if people do come over and shut the door, there's that knob. Oh, this is why I'm not invited to come over because you know, I'm just going to burst into your bathroom at any moment and be like, hey, Don. (laughs) No, you won't, because you're just going <laughs> to leave the door open when you go. So and I'll wear fine. one of those creepy clown masks that Maxine Please is wearing. <laughs> that was so unexpected and so unnecessary. I actually it, yelled and jumped at the same it time. It mattered not at all. No. But anyway, so she's in the bathroom hiding from the killer sofa, and she's trying to figure out how she's going to get out, and she decides she's going to go out the window. And this whole time, killer sofa's watching her through the keyhole. No. 
there was a screw, a screw missing. missing in the doorknob <laughs> mechanism, and he and his big old eye is just, you know, very precision. taking a look-see. Precision vision. Seriously, he saw perfectly through that. Yeah. Absolutely. So she climbs out the window and she just kind of like falls into the garbage can, which is unfortunate. Because <laughs> she was my favorite character and then we don't see her again until the very end of the movie. Dom is like, she's dead. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. But oh my God. Uh, she did have a piece of glass in her forehead <laughs> that was we'll never addressed. That. But um, yeah, so that happens. And then <sighs> Francesca goes to Rabbi Grandpa, right? Yeah, at this, well, she, she goes, she drives out to a random cliff somewhere and it's like, she's going to Oh my God, she's going to jump. And then Grandpa Rabbi calls and is like, we need to talk. And she's like, "Mm, I guess I could kill myself tomorrow. And then she goes to have a chat with him about what the fuck has been going on. And this is when we get the full detail. This is when we get the plot, which even after getting it, still fucking confused. We're still lost at like completely out people and relevance and what's what and who's who but i'm gonna just throw out names really quickly go okay when grandpa rabbi was having his visions yes we met with (laughs) valerie (laughs) and marie yeah who ended up being francesca's great 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 grandmother whatever yeah some amount of greats so but Valerie, Valerie, I love that song. Valerie. Um, Valerie was in love with or together with what's his face? Gerard. Gerard. Yeah. And I'm at a loss as to why she killed herself. Okay. Okay. So I can fill in some blanks here. We also did not mention that at some point the killer sofa whispers oh my through, god through the sink to, to communicate with francesca and he's just whispering Valerie. although it sounds like it sounded I like it. i love you and i almost shat myself which was so funny I, which i guess could be the same thing because given what we find out later but right he communicates through sink drains yeah we I, don't know how that happened because they weren't in the same house or like apartment or they building to our buildings. knowledge yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, Grandpa Rabbi has done some research and found out that Gerard and Valerie were a husband and wife back in the fucking day. And they liked to kill people by poisoning them because they were um, like soul eater demon summoner peoples. So they got caught poisoning people. Gerard was executed Valerie committed suicide. Got it. So when we see her slit her throat, that was that. But when she does that, her essence or spirit or whatever got absorbed by Marie, who is Francesca's great, great, whatever. So apparently both Gerard and Valerie were known to be completely irresistible to people men and women, which explains why Francesca is so desired by all these men that she's been with. Also, Inspector Gravy. Yeah. Because at one point, oh, again, yeah. we have another parallel. They're fucking cre- Vaughn. Um, it was a very Vaughn page. A very the- Vaughn Christmas. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this movie has made my brain... It's like we're on drugs. I feel like I don't Um, know what I just saw. 
But yeah, no, it's it was a very Vaughn Page esque from Valentine scenario, except Vaughn is way more attractive than Gravy. And can also, you agree with that? I know you weren't digging Vaughn, but at the same time, if you had to compare the two, I actually prefer Inspector Gravy. <laughs> Fuck off! I I, I love know. you, but no. <laughs> he had hair, first of all, and. Second of all, he like I like a tall, slim figure. All right, that's well, that's our of, difference right there. That's sort of my jam. So, all right. Anyway, sorry, I had to point that out. Yeah, Francesca doesn't lead him on in the same way that uh, Denise Richards, correct, Page does in Valentine. So we get all this backstory, but uh, it's also being revealed at this time because Inspector Gravy is now talking to the friend of Fran... Frederico. Frederico. Fucking A. Frederico, who is admitting that he's the one who sawed off his legs. But he was asked to do it. Right. Frederico asked Frederico him. Frederico asked him to do it. And we find out that's because Frederico had to be able to fit into the recliner. And I guess he was just a little too tall. <laughs> just a quick, uh, quick side note backtrack here. Also, we we see detective detective popcorn. <laughs> Son of a bitch! God, <laughs> we're gonna have to we're gonna have to tag uh, Lapaddle. Oh, in absolutely! Our post. <laughs> Fucking Henry, love you, bro. love you, bro. <laughs> Inspector Gravy Gadget. <laughs> Inspector Gravy <laughs> <laughs> is working out, and honestly, you even were like, "Who is that?" I'm like. That's Inspector Gravy. Are we sure that that was Inspector Gravy? It was, Gravy? and he had the picture of Marie. No, or I don't think that's right. Because that's when it goes right to the scene of him interrogating the guy who chopped off Federico's legs. So, so he wasn't was looking that a at the flashback? Picture. No, uh, it was like prior. It, he was doing investigative research as he was doing push-ups. But this is what. By staring at a picture of this woman? Again. Look what we're watching. Okay, all right. Sorry. Continue with your theory. Don't have me try to figure this out. Uh. But anyway, it looked... I felt like it was a good... I don't know. I liked the transition because it made us think, or me at least... That he was Federico, yeah, or, or like yeah, the, the the one that was because that it was the yes, picture yes. that Federico bled on. I know, and actually, because I think we were communicating at that point about that possibility, mm-hmm. even though we weren't sure what the hell was going on. And in my head, I was like, if that's true right now, this is a fucking amazing movie. That's like yeah. an insane twist that I didn't even remotely see coming. And but then we get the twist of Federico not wanting legs so he could be in a recliner. Yeah. So, okay. We need to we need to quickly discuss this the death of Frederic de- We need to get through the part where now <laughs> Inspector Gravy shows up. <laughs> Sorry, can't take his name seriously. Shows up and shoots the recliner in the chest. And we find... In the chest plate. Yeah. (laughs) You know, because all chairs have a chest. And it's revealed that there's an actual human body inside the chair. Wait, not yet. We have to backtrack. Why? 
because we were just talking about gets there and it's like i'm gonna set you on fire so she takes a gasoline jug but with the tube on the end still (laughs) take that shit off bitch because you had to see her struggle because she got most of it on her yeah she was gonna light herself on fire holy shit she then starts pouring the gasoline on the chair grab (laughs) out of the draw a pack of Matches. matches one by one starts to light them but stands there for a little bit holds it out to across the room <laughs> he blows them out and this he is why does I'm saying this, he has lungs because he was able to blow this out he does this 5 times before inspector gadget i'm sorry i'm calling him <laughs> inspector gadget Dr. popcorn get detective popcorn <laughs> ah! detective gravy oh no Walks in with his gun and shoots him in the chest. Fine, right? I'm sorry. I it's just it's hard sorry, to but keep, that was a hilarious hard scene. To keep all the craziness that he was straight. blowing out every fucking match, and it's like at this point, bitch, just throw the match. And how she didn't catch on fire because literally her hair was doused in it, and yeah, the whole no, front of her should have she should have caught fire immediately just there's, by setting it. Yeah, there's no way. So yes, back to where I was <laughs> <laughs> mentally. I'm sorry. That, no, it's okay. No, you were right to to draw attention to that because that was an absolutely ridiculous scene. So we find out that there's a body inside the chair. And this is the most ridiculous body I've ever seen in my life. Why was his face like that? He it had a Gabriel him. face. He had a Gabriel he face. He had a Gabriel from Malignant face. He had face. a very weird beard going on. And it made me say, I told you, I said he looked like a monkey. And honestly, he did. And then I thought about it a little more and I'm like, wow, he looks like one of the band members of Gorillaz. Oh. <laughs> Granted, they're a cartoon, but he looked like he was a real life version of one of the gorillas without a face. I was going to say, they kept- he was missing a face. <laughs> he was missing a whole face. But he still had body, like facial yes. hair. Yeah, he had hair. Yeah. So, it was very weird. Like, even the body type, like, his, his whole structure. Stocky, kind of It was shorter. weird. Yeah. It was very awkward. Well, and he I had mean, a hat on. He was Didn't he have a hat on, too? I thought it was just a really bad wig. No, I thought it was a hat. Like, one of those floppy, like, what, Like, the kind hats. that Ralph had sex with? No. Oh. Like a beanie? Like a bean, Like a loose beanie. Oh. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to have a lot of pictures to fucking find for yeah, our posts. Yeah, we're just, for the next, like, month, we're just going to spam you with uh, <laughs> still shots. Sorry, guys, movie. we thought of this scene again. <laughs> so, at this point, you're thinking, okay, so now this whole time, this was a human man inside this sofa killing people. And and while that is a wild concept in and of itself. He didn't have a face. Yes, but, like. I also love that scene where, like, they're kind of trying to show you that inside the chair is a person. Yes. But it had the Gabriel face. So yep. it was like, it just looked what like are we random, looking at? Bl- like, mushy blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's still kind of unclear what the fuck is happening. Oh, uh, how does she get in the bathroom? Is she upset? Does she go run into the oh, bathroom? Oh, she goes to get her pills and then they all fall. Oh, right. Floor. Yeah. Okay. She is having a total panic attack. She goes into the bathroom. I'd love to know what the pills are. They got to be Zanies, Yeah. Right? They're sort of generic, like psych- psychiatric. Very big Condition bottle. pills. So she spills them all over the floor. She's on the floor, crawling around, trying to scoop them up. This scared 
the fucking so Inspector Great starts knocking on the door. She's like, "Oh, Francesca, you okay? Whatever." And she's not hearing anything. The bathroom is a weird fucking setup. So really quickly, it's like the bathroom. Like you got the sinks, the tubs against the window, and then there's a separate little. It looks like a closet, but so it's wash a closet. To- it's where the toilet is. But it has its own door. And then also earlier in the movie, she shuts the light off, but you see her put her hand like up over the door. It's like the ceiling above the toilet room, that's what I'm going to call it, (laughs) is like lower and at an angle. So she puts her hand up and clicks the light. Like that's the light for the bathroom. It's a very strange thing. I think it's because the the house is on a till, on a hill. And I never trust houses like that, so. You never trust houses on hills? The whole concept is scary as fuck. What, you think it's going to just, like, roll off one day? Something's going to happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, but Nothing's something, level in that house, it can't be. I mean, I'm something sorry. terrible happens in this house because, so, Don set the stage very nicely for what's Thank about you. to happen. So, uh, we have Francesca on the floor of the bathroom proper where the sink is in the bathtub. And then as she's on the floor, this ghostly, grotesque, corpse-looking woman pops out of the fucking toilet room and grabs her. Honestly, like, I'm getting chills just talking and about it right now. That was fucking in. scary yeah. as fuck. Because this movie was not scary, I but think that, that was, was scary the scariest as fuck. part. And that was great visual effects. I believe it was Valerie. Though. I don't know who the fuck it was. Well, how did she get there? Like, why is she corporeal? She's a, she's a spirit of some sort. Why is she corporeal? Nobody's been corporeal unless they had a body to inhabit or a chair. Like, she what came out spirit of the toilet. is this? Who the fuck knows? I need to know this because this is the only part of the movie that I, like, really didn't understand. Well, at this point... Somebody is inhabiting Francesca now. Correct. And presumably it's... Valerie. Marie. Well, why would it be Marie? Valerie is the... Oh, the love. The root. Right. Yeah, sorry. The root. So, yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, got it. Um, just call me Detective Gravy. Um, <laughs> Inspector Grape. Whatever. Gravy or oh something. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, at that point, again, Detective Grape keeps knocking on the door and then Francesca opens the door and she's like, yeah, no, I'm good. She's not good. She's not good. Spoiler alert, she's not good. So then she comes out and is this the point where, yes, where Maxie climbs out of the garbage can? Yes, yes. At this point we find out, yeah, because nobody has looked for her. <laughs> she, no, they because. Find, they find right. uh, Ralph's dead body. Yes, they find Ralph's dead body. Detective Popcorn <laughs> just shot <laughs> Just shot the couch, and we find out that Federico's in it, and there's crime scene tape. <laughs> I'm sorry, do you just hear yourself? Like, can you just take a step out of your body for a second and hear what he just said? <laughs> it's so fucking ridiculous. But it's what we watch. No, you're right. None I'm of not it, making None it of it was wrong. <laughs> this isn't a fever dream, people. We watched okay, this. I'm so sorry. Please go. It's okay. <laughs> So the apartment now has like the crime scene tape or whatever. And then Maxine, how she's able to do this, she walks up the stairs and goes into the living room and Francesca's like, oh my God, it's Maxine. 
And she has a shard of glass sticking out of her skull. And nobody's concerned. No one's concerned. No one She's it. perfectly lucid and like fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Not acting like she is brain like, yeah, damaged. She bled a little and it just kind of dried there. But, you know, the shard is still sticking out. Right. I forget the transition after this. I honestly, I don't know. this Because this whole thing was insanity. Because so at the at the other conversation where Grandpa Rabbi was talking to Francesca, they said they're just trying to be reunited. So the spirit of Gerard and the spirit of Valerie are trying to be reunited. Mm -hmm. And so they've inhabited many different people to do this. And so now we know that Valerie is in Francesca. What we don't know is where Gerard is because he was in the body of Federico. Federico in within the sofa. And then they kill while well, they kill. They think they kill the body. Oh, that's what happens. Detective or Inspector Grape gets the phone call that Federico's body has been decomposing for two weeks. And so now we find out that he had already been dead. So it wasn't like he was alive within the chair. He was obviously being possessed right. by Gerard. But I don't know. I mean, know. given the face, how was he alive? I don't know. <laughs> At any rate, we have two souls trying to inhabit bodies. And the only one that I can account for or that I can understand uh, the trajectory for is Valerie, who ends up in Francesca. Because what happens... Ah, uh, this is fun. Inspector Gravy is in Francesca's apartment. And the sofa's still there, or the chair. And he, and he goes, oh, you still kept it. Mm -hmm. And then you pan to her, and she looks sexy as fuck. Yeah, she's the got best red she lipstick on. The entire she's brushed movie. her hair. And he's drinking tea that has an oleander flower in it. Right, which is how like, Gerard and Valerie used to poison their victims. Correct. And he's sipping it, and she goes, would you like some more? And where she got it from was odd could you imagine this if somebody offered you more tea and then they picked how up, did he find it normal they picked like, it he up he didn't pick up a potted plant and just poured some more into your cup how do you not question that i mean he was already sort of like on his way to death at that point oh yeah he had enough but at, regardless it was just kind of like um you're pouring basically dirt into my fucking tea right but that's yeah. fine not okay not okay. And even if there wasn't dirt, even if it was just a vase and it had water in it, that's like dirty water that's been exactly like, sitting in. But stems. the fact that the plant was still in it and she literally like held it so that it would pour, it was yeah, fucking weird. It's so weird. That's what happens. He drinks too much, obviously. Keels over. All of a sudden, the chair starts to send. Starts to suck the soul out of, there's correct? A, yeah, yeah. I think there's like a, yes, because there's like, it was eating the soul. So I think it could inhabit the body. Yes. Because it's at this point that Inspector Grape walks in and sees this and is like, what the fuck? Right. And immediately Francesca slash Valerie at this right. point stabs her in the back. Yes. As... Now Gerard, right? Detective Gerard Popcorn. slash Inspector Gravy. 
I can't stop. I know, I'm sorry. I know. Now it's now the association has been made. I just inspector isn't an e- like no. Not a, the we norm. didn't we didn't grow up with that. You know, like I, I think inspector inspector is definitely the term in like yes, England it's it's the and yeah. New Zealand apparently the equivalent, but, but still. So she stabs Grape in the back, and Inspector is now Gerard, and he goes over to Grape. And is like, I forget what he said to her. I don't remember. I mean, she was dying. Was like significant? Not really. But then Maxie's watching from outside. Yes. Maxine goes over because she's like, something's fucking wrong here. Like, still. And and sees through the window that. It looked like he was seducing Grape. But, and then he like. Did he stab? Oh, yeah. He, he, he cracked her neck. He, he cracked her neck. He, yeah. What would you call that? Snapped her neck. Snapped her neck, yeah. <laughs> cracked, <that's cool. laughs> cracked, snapped at this yeah. point. What matters? Um, and then he leaves the apartment with uh, Francesca slash Valerie. Right, so now they are Gerard and Valerie. Yes. Which, they've, been, they've been reunited. It's actually, this is a love story. That's why John, we, this I is mean. a love story. Again, it is a love story. It's Valentine's Day. I like that we picked it. This but is totally on theme. It is, but... From an outsider's view, it looks like Francesca and Detective Popcorn. Yes, but I don't think that Maxine thought that that Francesca was herself. Well, enough. no, given how she looked, because yeah, she looked she had way that better. Concerned expression, and then she went inside to look at the sofa, the the killer sofa again. Oh, and right, and then she looked into the eye of the yes, sofa. and there was like somebody who was in the eye. It was Francesca. Like, oh, was falling. it? It was the outfit oh. she was wearing when she got possessed. I by couldn't tell Valerie. Okay, I couldn't tell because it was like it, it. Yeah, she was in that purple really turtleneck with her hair up, and then it was like a falling. It was her like falling into the gotcha. abyss. Yeah, because the the mouth of the chair, which is ridiculous to say, the mouth of the chair kind of rippled, and I was like, wait, how can it still be alive if Gerard is is in Inspector Gravy at this point? But okay, so I, I mean, like, I don't know. That might have just been. A figment of her imagination. And that's literally That's how the end it of the ends. movie. That's the end of Killer Sofa. Guys, watch this movie. Watch this movie. It we was just so, watched an epic love story. It was so fun. Yeah, this is like more meaningful than Titanic. I was going to say that. I'm like, this is more than Jack and Rose. This is more. Star-crossed lovers. Yeah. Yeah, this is reuniting. Romeo and Juliet. I mean, it's way better. Reuniting over the centuries because they, they kept trying to find each other. They were separated back in the day when everyone was wearing like weird, uh, what do they call it? Like, when they were running through the woods, they were wearing these like really um, like <laughs> colonial looking dressing gowns. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, I mean, we don't know what year that was, but... Yeah, it's been a long time. Like corsets and, and now, shit. Yes, now they finally get to be together. It's very sweet. It is. Very romantic. And they look like a good couple. To, oh, Inspector Gravy Yeah, and like Francesca. in general, yes. they look actually really good together. Yeah, better than Vaughn and Paige. Fine. Yeah. Do you think a sequel would happen? I would love one. You and I went into this thinking we were going to rip it apart. But in the end... We were just more confused. Like, we want, we wanted to understand. Look, I still don't know what just happened. Right. But I had a fabulous time. We really, honestly, it. we can't even say we hated it. No, I would watch this movie again. I would watch it again tomorrow because yep. I, 
I want to look at it again. I want to see if I miss something. I want to put things together in a way that I couldn't the first time around because I, I don't know that it ever makes sense, but it must make more sense than what it is right now. <laughs> yeah. No, it was extremely enjoyable. It was, it made us laugh, but yeah, no, we did, we did thoroughly enjoy this. And I think watching it together was a good idea. Because oh, it was, it was fun, but at the same time, it was so hard to keep my commentary. Yeah. Oh internal. yeah. We wanted to just keep talking throughout the whole thing. I, I wish that there was a way we could do it where we record us live oh, like watching live. it because our real time reactions were great. And I was trying to preserve them for the pod. Yeah. But it was hard because sometimes you just had to react in the moment. <laughs> you had oh, you could not no, stay silent. Especially when she was basically having an orgasm on on the recliner. On the recliner. Yeah. You can't stay silent during that. No, I certainly could not. Oh God. So one more Valentine's Day movie to go. Yes, we will be covering next week a class. Hmm. Are you going to call it a classic? I was going to say a Netflix classic. I think. Damn, that's high praise. 365 days. I think there's a lot of sex in this movie, if I recall correctly. And yachts. Yachts? Ooh. And guns. Oh, guns. I really wanted her to have a gun in this movie, but it was a flashlight. Do you remember that? <laughs> Yes. A very long flashlight. Yeah. And private jets. Oh, succession. R.I.P. <laughs> You're going to have fun. What else do we have? Uh, we're still deciding on what movies are going to be coming up after that because we have a couple of weeks to kill before Riverdale, which is delayed. Yet like again. Two weeks. From what we thought it was going to be, so we got some time to kill. Yes. Some time to kill our sofa. And we'll find something to put in there. Don't worry. Dawn has an extensive list of movies. You will not be disappointed. However, if you have any particular requests, if you would love for us to cover something that you hate, then we will do it because we are your slaves. We are here to serve you. You know what's really funny about that? I love how you say that, but you will not do Human Centipede with me. Okay, fine. There's a caveat, and it is that I will not do gross movies or very, very scary movies. If there is anyone from another podcast. Wow, Dawn's trying to leave me. She's trying to jump ship and go somewhere where she can watch her gross, scary movies without me. Okay, Wrong. I just want a once co-host that would watch it. Not even a co-host, a guest, a guest star. Yeah, wow. That no. would watch and just give me the commentary and reactions that I desire. Okay. Well, I'm sorry I can't give you everything that you desire as a podcast co-host, <gasps> but maybe someday. No, I really maybe think someday you'll find somebody. Stop who it! Can. I really think that you would not be. scared. Scared I don't think I would be scared by Human Centipede. I just, I don't know why I would want to watch it. The first one is not as awful as the, the second one. The fact that there's more than one and that you've watched more than one just is... is I didn't watch the third one yet. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I would stop there. <laughs> the 
The best part is I was at an Islanders game. I come home and I'm like, I think I want to watch Human Centipede. It was the weirdest reaction. It was a weird evening. And then after I watched that one, I was like, well, I got to watch the second one. So you don't. That's the thing. You don't. No one's forcing you. (laughs) You don't have to watch the second one. After seeing the first one, you're like, how can they make a second? You need to know why. Do you? Yeah. I I don't even need to know why they made the first one. I don't want to know. It's a very interesting concept. Is it much like a recliner killing people? This was fascinating. (laughs) This was amazing. Go watch Killer Sofa. It's on Amazon Prime. Sofa, a human centipede. You do have to pay for it, unfortunately. But it's a dollar fifty. It was a dollar fifty, and I had enough credits from accepting delayed shipping on Amazon that we did not technically pay for it. Right. So I think a lot of you would probably have the same scenario yeah all you have to do is delay i think maybe one order because you get like two bucks right that and it depends sometimes you get music credits if you're a prime member yeah exactly so So they use it towards it's honestly well worth it i only have access to it for the the next next 48 hours hours, so i really need to watch this about three more times lucky you i know jealous um i just want to give a quick heads up we of course we're on twitter we're on Instagram. Twitter's popping. Poppin'. I want to give a shout out to all of the Fall Fridays from today. Um, there's a lot. I could go through the whole list, but it would take a long time. Head over to our Instagram. We post a lot more amazing visual content. Yeah, we would like for our Instagram to pop as well. Yes. It's not popping as much as Twitter is popping. But it's sad because we have great content on Instagram. We do. And captions as well. I mean, we're hilarious. We are funny, guys. We shouldn't have to tell you that. (laughs) Also, I'm constantly updating the website because I'm obsessed with it. So take a look at that. Um, And again, next week, we're going to hit you with 365 days, which is phenomenal and hilarious. Y'all love it. You are going to love it. I think this whole series we did was on point. point. <gasps> so how are we signing off tonight? Oh, God. My anaconda. No? Okay. Wait a minute. That wasn't even the part. I know, but I have moved on. <laughs> <laughs> I have moved on from getting sprung. <laughs> but, like, can you imagine, though, like, this... Imagine this chair is, like, oh, yeah, bitch, sit on my face. Like, yes, this is what I want. This is Valerie incarnate, and I want her on my cushion. Right? Like, that was that whole scene. Yeah. He has a cushion for the pushing. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the end, isn't it? I think that's the end. That was the <laughs> We're not coming back from this. <laughs> Over and out. I'm crying.